Welcome back to another exciting season of Bear It All, Season 3. This season, it's all about coffee talk. Get ready to deep dive into candid conversations, sip on some coffee, and bear it all with our amazing lineup of guests. From personal journeys to professional insights, we're here to serve you raw, unfiltered content that'll leave you feeling inspired and empowered. So grab your favorite mug, settle in, and let's kick it off. If your child is facing a life-saving liver transplant, please contact the Children's Organ Transplant Association. The team at CODA looks forward to learning more about your family's biliary atresia journey and is a proud Bear Inc. partner. CODA works one-on-one -on -one with families to lessen the financial burden of a life-saving transplant, and all guidance and support is provided at absolutely no cost. Call CODA today at 800-366-2682 or go to codagetstarted.org to learn more about how financial stress you are facing can be removed. Their goal is to allow you to focus on your child's journey and not on how to pay for it now or into the future. This is why CODA is the trusted leader supporting families for a lifetime. Please reach out to learn more today. Welcome to the third season of Bear It All. Today, you get me and Jen. It's Stephanie and Jen today, and we're going to have some coffee talk. Aren't we, Jen? Coffee talk. Who doesn't love a good cup of coffee? I love my coffee. <laughs> Everyone that knows me knows I love my coffee. So, yes. <laughs> so, we are pumped to kick off season three of the podcast. And there was no better way to start it than to talk all things symposium. Yes. So excited. I actually, I can't even believe we're, we're sitting here talking about our second symposium already. I feel like we just finished our first one in Chicago. Really, really excited to be planning and kicking the next one off. It feels like our second baby. Like we had our first baby and now it's our second baby. And you're wondering how we got through the first one and now we're on to the second. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Although usually with the second one, you kind of don't pay attention to it. <laughs> kind of feel like we started planning right after we ended the first symposium. It's just been nonstop. The first one was so incredible it was. that we wanted to keep the momentum going and just dive right into the second one. The first one obviously was kind of near and dear to our hearts because being Lurie's patients and having it there in Chicago, you know, it, it just, you know, it meant something special to us. It feels like home. And it was nice to see everybody come together there and kind of show everybody our home, you know, welcome everybody into our home. And so I think that it was a great, you know, it was a great two days. We had great speakers. We had great physicians. We had amazing families, amazing kids that got to come and and got to play and and run the halls and, and just be kids. Even though it was in a hospital still, they were able to just be kids. And it, that was the best part is is to connect, connect those families and, and let kids be able to meet other kids just like them. It was it was great to feel, quote, normal because you're surrounded by people 
that in some way have walked a journey just like you. Yeah, I mean, I think walking away from that first one, it was, you know, it just, it felt good. It just felt good to be able to give something to the community like that. Hasn't been done before, especially, you know, with an, with an organization like ours and in Biliary Atresia, you know, it hasn't been done before to be able to give back like that to the community. So it's just all warm and fuzzy, right? Just like the coffee. <laughs> and just like the coffee you can't have just one cup no nope so now we're on to the second cup so <laughs> and that's what we hope to do this next time too we're taking it to stanford who doesn't like california you know amazing weather it's we're doing the same thing you know we're having you know two days again and we're having amazing speakers once again you know a patient family day I will say I'm really excited this time because we are involving more discussion time instead of just presentations. We are involving more discussion, more people coming together and really sharing their experiences, the physicians, and we also have industry, and then we have the patients and families. We have nurses all under one roof talking about biliary atresia and you know, how we can make this better for patients and families and how we can keep moving forward instead of just staying where we're at, right? So that that's the whole point. And I think families have learned this isn't a one-size-fits-all journey. Everybody's journey is so individual. And so bringing the families together truly opens the provider's eyes and the industry's eyes to what people go through and what it's like. And gets them thinking. And that's huge. Yeah, I think, you know, and it's, it's nice to see, you know, to like the adult patients when they join us too. That perspective is amazing. You know, my kid's 12, so I'm not there yet. But to see some some of the adults that come in and, and share their their journey and they're like 30 and have careers and families themselves. And I mean, it's just, it gives hope gives hope to patients and families and it, it shows you know that there's success in the future for our kids right and that's that's what we want it's so huge just as a parent you wonder is my child going to enjoy their life are they going to get to have a life are they going to get married and have a career and be happy and to see that it provides so much hope for parents and it gives you the encouragement to keep going because they're going to be a normal adult they're going to have challenges and bumps, but they're going to get to be an adult and enjoy life. Yeah, that's and I mean, and that that's the reason that is the reason why with our kids, like we transplant them, right? Like we want them to have an, a normal life as possible, right? Obviously, they're transplanted because that is one of the only treatments too, um, other than the Kasai. But, you know, when you go to transplant, it's because they, you know, they deserve that they deserve that normal life, you know, and, and what is normal? I mean, we could sit here and talk, you know, and talk about that. But but yeah, I mean, they they deserve a future ahead. So yeah, it's going to be really exciting to be able to see that come together again at Stanford. And we have some amazing West Coast families coming. We even have families coming from all over the country. We have families coming, I mean, from the Midwest. We have families coming from the South. I mean, there's a lot of interest in this, which is really great. Well, and I think when you go through a journey like this, you feel like 
the world stops around you and you're on this island by yourself trying to navigate life. And this is going to help open your eyes to see that, wow, I'm not alone. There's how many other families walking this journey and look at all the medical professionals around us that are here for us, that want to help us and want to make it better and want to get as much knowledge on this as they can. Well, I mean, did you have anything like this, like going through Sophia's journey? No, I know. I felt so alone. We were introduced to two families, but you felt so isolated because you were in so much fear that it was like, I can't even process befriending someone and navigating that world. Yeah, I mean, we were the same way. Like we, there wasn't, there wasn't an organization out there for this. There wasn't, I, I got someone's name and their phone number on a piece of paper and said, when you're ready, give them a call and they could totally help you. Right? I mean, that that's how it, or you met someone else sitting in a waiting room after a procedure or meeting them in the cafeteria because you were impatient, right? Like that's how you met your tribe then, right? And so I feel like this is just another way for the patients and families to to connect and like help them feel less alone and and let them know that there are other people on the island. You need to know that you might be sitting at a table across from a mom that also has poop pictures on her phone. <laughs> I think I just finally deleted all of mine <laughs> from over the years. <laughs> and poop we carry them with us, you know? It's one of those things. And you, you can't look at your, like, the rest of your friend group and be like, do you have poop pictures on your phone? Because they're going to think that there's something going on there. And so you can come to this and you can get educated and you can meet other people and share your story. It truly is huge in this journey. Yeah. You know, the way that we that we put the education together, it is there's something for everyone, right? There's something for the physicians. There's something for the patients and families. You know, we have put this together. We had topics where, you know, for the physicians, it's more it, it's more scientific, right? It, it to be able to help them, you know, think about things are as better treatments and better ways to figure out how does biliary atresia happen? Because we're still asking that question to date. And then as far as, you know, the patients and families on that side, we're looking at topics of caregiver and mental health and centers coming together and working together and collaborating and having a standard of care instead of everybody doing just different things all the time, right? Um, and causing confusion among families. So there's, you know, there's so many amazing things that we're touching on, which a little shameless plug is on our website, right? I put it on there. Like it has the agenda. Both days are now finally up. So if anyone is listening, they can go on to the website and see the agendas in depth. It It is. It's it's something for everybody. And that's that's what I love about this, about the symposium, is that it really just touches everybody. It does. And I think people are going to leave the symposium saying, wow, and being overwhelmed in a good way with the amazing experience it was to see that there's so many people out there working on this and thinking about this and trying to make it better for your child. Because there's so many things with a BA child that you go to appointments and you go to the transplant workup and it's this overwhelming reality. This brings it down to a manageable level. And yeah, yeah, you can learn and have fun at the same time, right? 
right? Before, you know, we're learning and it's almost like, like I remember when I was getting all the information at first, it was like a dooming feeling. Like it was just kind of like, whoa, like this is, this is a lot. Like you guys are throwing a lot at me. We need to, we need to take it down a notch. Like, like what, what are we even talking about? Like biliary, what? The way that the information is given in the symposium, especially in the patient day, is knowing how to tell it to parents in a way that we can digest because I think that's really important. You know, the information that sometimes we get, you know, it can just be, yeah, it's full of medical jargon. It's full of, that's great and all. But in order for us to truly digest it and understand it and not have it go in one ear and out the other and sit there and go, wait, what did you just tell me? Is to just bring it to a parent's perspective and just let us, give us time to actually just let it all sink in. I think it helps empower families to tackle what's ahead because we all come to a point of learning. You have to advocate for yourself, for your child, for your family. And this helps give you the knowledge and information to handle the journey and to know that you have a tribe surrounding you. If there's a day where it's hard, you've made those connections, reach out and you can tackle what's ahead. It's been a hot button for years with families asking for more on mental health, especially for the caregiver, because our kid is going through the trauma, siblings are going through the trauma, and as parents, we're going through the trauma too, but we have to push that way down because we have to take care of their trauma. <laughs> like we, you know, we have to support that first. Our kids come first, right? Kids first. When everything is finally, when the, when the dust settles and we think we can breathe, you know, our child is okay. And then all of a sudden we sit back and we're like, whoa, <laughs> like I've got, now I have some stuff to take care of. The, the keynote speaker is, is, is in the mental health field. And from there, we're going to be able to have roundtable discussions on just caregiver mental health and letting people be able to just have a safe space and just be just be within room, be in that space and talk about what mental health looks like as far as biliary atresia caregiver, liver transplant caregiver is concerned, right? We just need to keep having the conversation. We need to keep having the conversation too with our team and our physicians too. Like when we notice something or when we're feeling something, we need to say something, right? So, and not everybody's comfortable doing that. And I get that. Yeah. So there's, I'm excited to see that kind of unfold because that was a huge ask from last year's symposium. The other thing I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see is the discussion on early detection with Billy Altresha. Kind of a little sneak peek, a little maybe a spoiler, but a definitely a sneak peek is talking about the early detection as far as newborn screening is concerned and how as patients and parents, how can we, older patients um, and parents, how can we advocate for that? What does that look like, right? And Dr. Harbavet from Texas Children's, who's so amazing and who has been working really hard in this area, is going to be giving a talk on this. And I'm just, 
I, I think everybody, physicians and families alike, are just going to be really excited to hear about what's to come regarding that topic because everybody's story kind of starts the same where we have our our yellow baby, <laughs> our jaundice baby, and we go home and we think everything's fine. And then we're like, no, no, it's not fine. And, and it's too late by the time they're finally heard to get the child checked out. And, you know, and then we know, we know the rest, We, you know, we know the journey from there. So, so it'll be really, I think that will be a really good discussion as far as early detection. And what's really cool is what started this was in Chicago. We were talking about early detection and newborn screening. And we had a big discussion and we just kind of let the discussion roll. And, you know, we had one parent chime in about color of poop. Then we had one parent chime in about how many days they went home after the hospital and the kids started getting more yellow. And I mean, it was just it was kind of like, you know, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And we just we just kind of kept the discussion going and flowing. And then afterwards, it was kind of like this aha moment of what are we need to do something? What are we doing right now? And so that's when it was kind of like, well, what does the newborn screen look like? What are the steps being done right now? Where's biliary atresia on that list? It's not even on the list. So, so yeah, so it, it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to hear Dr. Harbavat's talk regarding that. And then also um, him and I are going to be discussing kind of like what advocacy steps are going to, you know, can look like and how we can come together as a community and just really drive this locally and and hopefully make a difference and, and get these babies tested sooner than later. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, I'm not going to say anything because I don't really think it, you know, it's so little, it's not going to matter. Or they probably have already have thought of this or it's so, it's so minor, right? You never know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe they've thought about it, but maybe they, they haven't thought about it in a different way or in that way that you're, you know, asking them that question, you know? So yeah, it just, it, it it's going to be great. It's going to be great to see everybody come together on that topic as well to, to discuss and uh, see what happens for the future. Well, and you get the doctor's thinking. I remember at Sophia's transplant clinic early on, she was one or two years post, I had asked a question and at that time there was no knowledge on it. And her doctor came back like six or seven years later and said, do you remember that question? Because I still remember that question and we have more knowledge and this is where we're at on that. So you can really spark a lot of thought that has a huge impact. We are touching about like liver transplants with the symposium because let's 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 be honest. Like yes, we want to discuss about biliary atresia and the disease itself, but with liver transplant being the treatment for BA, it's hard not to talk about liver transplant, right? There's going to be talks and discussions on living living donation. The the differences between living donation and deceased donation or deceased donor, I'm sorry, and 
you know, the outcomes and the differences and especially within biliary atresia patients and, you know, also discussions on getting more living donors. And so we are talking about transplant at this um, symposium because um, we do, you know, we do have a big community um, within liver transplant too. So it's always kind of interesting to see, especially the the kiddos too, that, that do come with their parents. Um, like, oh, he received a living donor or, oh, you know, he received, you know, he received a, a, a liver from a donor and here's, you know, we got to meet the family and, you know, hearing stories about that as well. That's incredible too. And getting to to hear those um, bits and pieces too. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to learning and and hearing about that as well. But with that, with the symposium, we're really excited. May 10th and 11th, Palo Alto, California, which is Stanford. Everybody can come. All the information is on the website. They can reach out to us too, right? If they have questions, it, it's truly amazing just to get everybody under one roof. I, I, there, it's just a great feeling. I, I can't put a word on it. It's a really tight and close community, and we all care about each other so much. And when we come together and collaborate and put our minds together and help each other and support each other put initiatives in place and move those forward. I, I just feel like we can do anything. So truly, truly excited for this to come. We cannot wait. Like Jen said, check out the website, check out fellow social medias because we've got updates on there. If you have any questions, do not hesitate, no matter what the question is, to reach out with our contact us, um, our social medias. Please let us know. We want to see all of you there. Thanks. As we come to the end of this episode of Bear It All Coffee Talk, we want to thank our incredible guests for sharing their insights, our listeners for tuning in and being part of our community. Remember, embracing vulnerability and having honest conversations is how we grow and connect. Until next time, stay true to yourself, keep the conversations flowing, and don't forget to refill your cup of courage. Take care and see you in the next episode.